0: Hello, I am Gareth.
1: And welcome to the Focus Film Podcast.
0: So we're here to talk about two films, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then the other one is Napoleon. Um, You've put the, uh, is this Netflix? No. YouTube? Yep. YouTube Fireplace on? Yep. It's not the one I usually use. I usually use Netflix. Do you? Yeah, they've got a few. Do you want me to? No, 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 sh- no, no Show I, you the I, one. I, oh, right, yeah. That sure. I usually.
1: Use. I mean, people. What kind can't... of wood is it? It's not about the wood. It's about Never the. Is. <laughs> well,
0: but it's... I'm in a in an armchair right next to the television, so I can't see it. But you must be having a glorious vista of just me, just you by sat the fire. By All I fire. need is really is for you to read me a
1: bedtime story. Yeah. So could you you do that? Um,
0: Yeah. What what bedside? Um, I don't know. Like Winnie the Pooh, Mm. Charlie Chocolate Factory. Like what? Harry Potter.
1: Look, I just think something that you, something quick that you tell by the side of a fire, a thriller Uh, with a with a light-hearted essence
0: of okay, you know, yeah. Something by Miss Marple, maybe. Yeah. Come on. Oh, well, I was waiting for you to start your story. Oh, once... Oh. <laughs> once upon a time, there was a knobhead called Ellis, and he took forever to put the fireplace on. So much so that we might even cut this out of the podcast. So this is more than a fireplace. What is it? Oh, it's a... Snow- a snowside scene. With the fireplace in, in it. the foreground. Well, what I, do you think to that? Yeah, I can't really see the fireplace. I can just see the snow and I'm getting cold. But uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's nice. So you have this on. If I'm working from home, which I do,
1: I'll sit here and do bits and have that in the background. It's really nice. Wow. I see where you're going with it. Yeah. Yeah. But do, you, did you prefer the other one?
0: Personally, but as I say, I'm sat, right, I'm sat next so to it. So you can't I can't see, see it anyway. Yeah, I'm in yeah. the armchair, so it, it sure. was whether I add to the, this or not.
1: Yeah, mm, so not as much as the fire, but you do still add to it. I add to anything, me. <laughs> it's more like, not that you look like this, but it's more like uh, Bigfoot because it's like the Himalayas. It could be the snow. Right. You see what I mean? It's the scale. And I- then next, yeah, the scale of it. And then you're like, oh my God, there's something there. Big, he's He's, hairy. He's he's Welsh. (laughs) Was Bigfoot Welsh?
0: Uh, Don't think he was. No. No. So we're here to talk about two films, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then the other one is Napoleon. But uh, they've been both tipped to be like some of the biggest films of the year. Really excited to watch them both. I just thought, you know, what are two behemoths of the Hollywood scene? And both Apple. Both Apple, yeah. And, um, and so we watched both of them together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, In we cinema. Did. Yeah. Uh, one was three and a half hours with a break, and Napoleon was two and a half hours, was it? Two hours 40?
1: Yeah, and which felt longer?
0: Yeah, Napoleon. Every day. So what would you like to start with, Ellis? Um, should we start with Killers of the Flower Moon? Yeah, and as we go through, we've got some facts from the past. We've got a quiz coming up.
1: I've got some box
0: office box figures. Office, bo- yeah, I've got the fact for Napoleon, if you don't mind. Okay. Because that's the old one, really, yeah. isn't it? In uh, chronological...
1: Right, I see. Like, when they're set.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. You like that, don't you? I do. Killers, then.
1: Yeah. Let's start. So, Killers of the Far Moon is about the Osage people mm. and these, basically, murders that happened... Within their, within their community, by white men who were looking for power, and my view on it was that Robert De Niro's character was kind of grooming people to like or like just forcing them into marrying people in the Osage community to take their land. Yeah, so they'd kill them off, and then the white person the white man would get their land after yeah. that person had died. And that was something that actually happened in history. And that is the film that they've told chosen to tell. However, it's more centered around Leonardo DiCaprio's character than anyone else. Who is one of the husbands who is, I'd say kind of tricked into this plan, even though he does have his own kind of mind and does go along with things. It does feel like he's kind of tricked into it. And he doesn't know quite the extent to what he's signing up to. Would Mm -hmm. you say that's fair?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a really strong cast, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Robert De Niro first off, but then also Lily Gladstone, who plays Molly, who marries Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And she, for me, was the standout. I thought she was absolutely fantastic, which is interesting amongst like so many great actors. But then you've also got... Jesse Plemons you've got John Lithgow and Brendan Fraser turn up at one point as well there's a whole host of people Uh, and I thought the cast was pretty great it's an exceptional cast and there's cameos and I thought everyone was on good form everyone was doing really well everyone did their job but I didn't think anyone like was like whoa stood out like that was amazing apart from perhaps Lily Gladstone I wouldn't say it's up there when Leonardo DiCaprio's top five performances or De Niro's. Mm. And that doesn't mean they're bad. It's just, you know.
0: Yeah. I think on a rewatch though, I I reckon that uh, Robert De Niro's performance will shine through a bit more. Yeah. Because I, I, for the whole thing, I was trying to work out the dynamic between him and Leo Yeah. for a long time anyway. And there's more going on there than I at first realized. Sure. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out on a second watch.
1: Well, like there's there's a great scene between them quite early on when they're sat in two chairs, like we are now, just having a chat, chewing the fat, and uh in that whole conversation, you're trying to work out what's going on, you're trying to work out who they are, but even then De Niro is playing him. He's yeah. he's he's you know, he's laying the groundwork for his plan and what he wants to do. You get so engrossed by that and how good those two actors are at just talking to each other that you're sat watching it and you kind of start to root for them. And that's where the film's so clever is because you root for them because you like them as actors. And then something happens later on and you're like, nah. Mm-hmm. So this is, we can spoil things on there. There's a moment when we see all these killings and then there's a moment when the camera pans up to show who was doing them and Leonardo DiCaprio's character there is yeah. there. And even if you've kind of Sorted, sort of tried to started to gather that that is what's happening when you actually see his body stood there that's the moment you you hate him because
0: it's quite jarring the whole thing every time he's involved with something even early on he's like was he involved in yeah that? yeah exactly and it's a like horrible realization that he's part yeah. of what's going on
1: because even. the way it's framed before we hate whoever is doing the killing we we just we we have hated them, and then it's Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. character.
0: But he's married into the, yeah, yeah. the family. And you think, well, he must. He seems to love her exactly. And, um, it's really clever. That's part done. of what you were saying about yeah. the theme.
1: I um, just thought that was really cleverly done the way that that was all framed and shot and done. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: But yeah, uh, Lily Gladstone. I think yeah, she had a really good presence, in she thought the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it was definitely her movie, really.
1: Mm. and Scorsese's yeah. obviously the man is I love the Irishman and I think I still prefer the Irishman to this mm-hmm. but in both films he's just like this is everything I've learned and I'm just gonna flood it onto the screen that's what I really love about it there's no like he doesn't hold back on anything everything is just done to it as much as he can filmmaking wise
0: he's made the shit out of this film he has made the shit out of it. Yeah. I think he kinda says that. He said that a few times, like, this is all I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I poured everything into this. Yeah. Um
1: was well, since the Mitchells versus the Machines, weird segue, but bear with me. Conversations have erupted on Twitter that of like who would be on your Mount Rushmore of directors? Who would be the four directors that would sum you up as a lover of film? Um do you think Scorsese would be on your Mount Rushmore? Would he take one of
0: the four spots? He's going to have to, isn't he? He's going to bloody you have think? to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've written, I've got Spielberg it's on there. Yeah. Um, probably Edgar Wright. Yeah. Got one more, haven't I? Mm hmm. What have you got?
1: I think the Cohen brothers.
0: Edgar. Is that one spot? yeah two faces
1: I think, one spot yeah I, if that's okay yeah, yeah um edgar wright martin mcdonough i basically i don't think scorsese would get on there really i think i'd have a spielberg over a Scorsese. well you've always example, um,
0: or... struggled with scorsese yeah um as long as we've been talking about film yeah has this swayed you in any way or have you started to reflect on him differently?
1: I think I've reflected on him indif- Like I still don't love the any of his characters, particularly, that he's chosen to write about. I don't think uh, his choice of the male perspective is always one that I enjoy being in like being in that world like in things like goodfellas i like goodfellas but the reason i don't love it is because i don't love the characters mm. and i feel like even if they're bad characters like breaking bad i love Walter White, even though he's terrible you love him because of the way the show is built yeah so i feel like that's always been my problem but with this and with the irishman and just reflecting on it a bit and watching a few more of his films like cape fear was on the telly and i rewatched it a couple of weeks ago stuff like that he is there's no questioning his filmmaking ability He's like, the man knows how to make a film and make Mm -hmm. it enjoyable and make it watchable and make it amazing from start to finish. So I really love him as a filmmaker. I just don't love him as a storyteller, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, he does very like start to finish stories. Yeah. Like very uh, exhaustive. Yeah.
1: Like biopics. I don't, I don't like biopics and they're almost, although they're not biopics, it's that sort of structure of
0: storytelling where
1: it's a whole life.
0: Yeah. But he still plays with structure. Yeah. It's not chronologically brought out sometimes. No, no, no.
1: Oh my God, I can't believe a Tarantino would be on my Mount Rushmore. Christ.
0: Come on, Alice. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with me? So there's some amazing imagery in this film. Yes. Anything that sticks out?
1: The opening when you had the Osage people in the oil. Yeah. All the oil that spilled up. Some of the posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. But yeah, that, that bit, I was like, oh my God, like just stunning. Um, There's another visual that was, I think my favorite moment of the film. One of my favorite moment scenes of the year is when the mother dies Mm. and you see her at peace, get up from the bed, walk, meet her ancestors and they walk off into the, and then the next shot is her dead in the bed and all of the family around her just grieving and sobbing and in hysterics. So that parallel visually, I was just like, Oh my, cause I don't think you can hear any of the cries or anything. I think it's all done in silence, apart from like birds squeaking and stuff like that. The birds squeak, squawk, chirp,
0: chirp. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them squeak.
1: So that, that, is the visual that has been etched in my brain since watching it
0: for me is uh, there's a bit where there's there's a lot of fire mm. and all the heat haze is like you, all you can really see is fire and heat haze right. but then in the background there's silhouettes of people working um and it just you can feel the heat but you can also it's just the image of that very visceral I like yeah, that yeah, word yeah but all that, it, there is a lot of nature, man versus nature imagery throughout yeah, the whole yeah. thing, which I thought was amazing. I
1: think this is the first Scorsese film that I've ever finished and gone. I can't wait to watch that again.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I feel like I need to own it.
1: Yeah, it'll be a Blu-ray purchase. So I
0: think. even on this, what we've just said, I gave it four star originally. Do I give it a five star? Mm-hmm. A rewatch decision, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, See, I'm still at a four just because I think,
1: especially towards the end, there's so much focus at the beginning, not so much, but a lot of focus on the Osage people. And then by the end, it, it becomes very much not about that. And we spoke about it at the time and you, you were saying, yeah, but that's not the film he's telling. And that is true. And I do agree with that. But I think because we learned he'd done so much research about, I think this could have been stronger had it been, more centered around Molly Burkhart, Lily Gladstone's character, I guess then the point that he's trying to make from this film doesn't get made as well. So maybe something else has to change, but
0: yeah. Cause I read into, cause I agreed with you at first when I read into what the, the story I think It's a book, isn't it? Yeah. Book. Yeah. The book centers around Jesse Plemons character yes. coming into this yeah. situation and they were going to focus on that, but that that's what the change was. It changed to be focusing on, Molly and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters rather than the police coming in to investigate, the FBI coming in to investigate. Sure. Which makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: so Martin Scorsese has a cameo towards the end of this film. Hmm. Uh, what did we think of that? It shocks me. Yeah. I, well, I kind of went, whoa. It was super effective, wasn't it? Yeah, really effective. Because it takes you out of the film you're like that's Martin Scorsese yeah. and then it's like oh wait yeah this is real because he's telling it that was how I thought it yeah would. yeah
0: yeah I felt like that when I watched Taxi Driver when I saw him I was like whoa yeah yeah um I don't think he meant it in the same way in like, that. no but uh yeah very effective mm. it kind of was like a we're in the epilogue no yeah epilogue now we're in a different part yeah yeah And, um, <laughs> sorry, did I finish that answer yeah, a, bit yeah, quickly? a bit quickly? I hadn't. Would you want me to add Im- some, no, no, a bit of flavour to it? Yeah. But, what? Uh, I really liked, like, the theatre that he was in. Yeah. Oh, uh, very contemporary. Don't, don't be a dick, though. Well, mate. what do you want me to say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting from me there? I don't know. That That was what I was expecting. It's my fault that I am prepared. What did you next. think? Same as you,
0: Bloody like I just hell. said. Jesus Christ. We spoke
1: I, last month about wanting an interval in long movies. Well, we got one. We bloody got we an bloody interval. bloody
0: got one, everybody. Wee! Not everyone did, though. Not everyone no. did. A few cinemas it a were view doing choice, it. yeah. And I don't think he was happy about it, or people weren't happy about it. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Chill out. We've got a whole bonus episode talking about why they're good, why they're bad, when they should be, when they shouldn't be. But for this in particular, I think it enhanced the experience. I think had it have not had an interval, I would have found the runtime quite strenuous. Strenuous?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bring them on. And have a chat in the middle. Yeah.
1: yourself. Yeah. Napoleon, I was thinking I'd love a chat now.
0: My thing with Napoleon, though, if we'd had a break in that, I probably would have left. Mm. Should we just... I'm waiting for that day because it's coming. There will be a day
1: one day when we go cinema together and one of us will go, we'll both be thinking this is shit. And one of us will go, should we just go for a pint instead? I nearly suggested it, you know. In Napoleon. Mm.
0: I thought, no, I'll best give it. Yeah. there are it good
1: It was slow, but we'll, we'll get onto that. I'm going to do it. Box office. Boom. Boom. Shake, shake, shake. Box office. Boom. Oh. So I have got box office stats about Killers and Napoleon. So yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon open. Which do you think has made more money?
0: What opening?
1: Opening, because obviously Napoleon's only been out one, like for. I a would week. have thought Napoleon might have made more because it's a bit more high profile. Killers of the Flower Moon made more. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad. It is on course. Um, like Napoleon has made more at this point than Killers had at the same point. Yeah. Um, But it is on course to drop. Like it's not going to remain where, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not going to remain, sustain that run like Killers of the Flower Moon did. I don't think. Um, At the minute, Killers of the Flower Moon has made 152 million and Napoleon has made 83 million. So Napoleon has every, it it could catch up and overtake it.
0: I think it might. It's had... It's got an appeal to it. Yeah. Until you watch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we had the appeal to Like, we wanted to go and yeah, watch it. Yeah, I couldn't it, wait.
0: So, yeah. But to end *Flower*, Killers of the Flower Moon, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it affected me a million times more than Napoleon did. Yes. Um, and the, the very conversation we had, we're not going to have the same conversation with Napoleon, are we? No. The layers of it. The meaning of it. Um it you could chuck it on a film studies course. Easy, yeah, yeah. Whereas with other Ridley Scott films you can, but not this one. Not this one. Or maybe you
1: can. So let's do it then, Napoleon. Yes. It's Ridley Scott's new film after The Last Jewel and House of Gucci in twenty twenty one. And it's about Napoleon. And his rise to being emperor, I guess. Yeah, and fall. And fall from being emperor. So where do you want to start with Napoleon? Oh, well, well, when he was 28, I suppose. <laughs> 28, which,
0: younger than you. Younger than me. Joaquin Phoenix is playing. How old is Joaquin Phoenix? 50. 50 odd, surely. I think so. But he's
1: meant to be playing four years older than me. Yeah, that's right, yeah. In that opening bit. And he's yeah. got more lines on his face than... Which I commend. You know, he's not a, a Hollywood star. who's given into
0: the... It's not about how he looks now. ...pressure it's like, of, of surgery. But then I suppose there's a point to be made that I guess Ridley Scott didn't want to use the de-aging thing because he could have easily he done that. He could have. Or he
1: could have just, you know, cast someone else. He could have Because the else. oldest he ever gets to is like thirty. Eight. Yeah.
0: So... Can you think of a better Napoleon? Daniel Radcliffe? Timothy Chalamet?
1: Yeah. Someone French.
0: Someone French. Would be good. I don't know Do what?
1: Have you seen The Death of Stalin? Yes. I would love Anando Inouye, who directed that, to get his hands on Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Direct a Napoleon film with Rupert Friend. Who's that? The, he's He's in... Yeah, so yeah. that's He's in a few other bits, but him as Napoleon would be really good, but only if it was a comedy. I don't think it would work as a as a serious, straight piece.
0: Well, this sort of isn't, but I don't know. There's a lot of in inverted, commas funny moments. Yeah, um, but was that intentional? Do you think? I don't know. There's I a really just... bizarre moment where he quoted that um, succulent breakfast succulent Chinese oh, yeah having meal. a succulent brec- a breakfast a succulent breakfast we were it's both like to me on the penis people yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a clear rip off of that but surely, in Napoleon yeah what's that about
1: no idea surely that was we're doing a, a succulent breakfast it was the way you said it wasn't it it was yeah. the same breakfast, as the guy in the
0: breakfast if anyone doesn't like, know what on. we're
1: talking about go and watch the succulent Chinese yeah, meal just, just video just
0: type succulent Chinese into YouTube it's exceptional
1: but we're talking about a director here that's Alien. Prolific. Gladiator. Thelma and Louise. One of the best. The Last Duel. Uh,
0: Blade Blade Runner. And make no mistake, I loved The Last Duel. Yeah. Loved the Last Duel was great. Because it was dramatic. It was, when I started watching, it, I was like, what the hell is this? And yeah. then it drops its card. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, Really good. So he's still got it. It's not yeah, that he's yeah, just yeah. dropped off.
1: It's just Napoleon wasn't the one. Working Phoenix is Napoleon, and that is maybe part of the problem.
0: I think so, yeah. Because obviously these actors, when they get to this sort of uh, prolificness, they have a say in how it's all gone. Yeah. But I I just wonder whether his say was a bit uh, not that good, like negative or dreary. It's boring. Boring. But I, I don't... I'm not the biggest
1: fan of his. Yeah, I know. Um,
0: I thought he was obviously... Well, I thought he was great in Gladiator. Very menacing. Yeah. He has that rage in him, but that wasn't present here. Yeah. Even the rage that he had in this was comical because I, I guess they were going for that. He was sort of... Uh, like throwing his pram, toys out of the pram, pram yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But it almost came across as a bit seedy in this yeah, rather yeah. than actual menace.
1: Like when he was going... Nym, 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 nym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What, what are we watching here yeah what's happening
0: because i think the trailer's billing it as a big epic and then we get him doing that when he yeah. wants sex It like, was weird
1: I like, like am I that being could prude, be the only know? like there's obviously other films about napoleon but that could be the only big the one of that scale about that man mm. and that's the part of his story that they chose to tell yeah. that's what i found really weird i was like but we're seeing these battles that he's commanding. And at the end, you're displaying 12 battles that he, and all the people that died from these battles and how obvious much of a dictator he was. And mm. why are we not seeing that? What?
0: Yeah, yeah. Really bizarre. Yeah. Um But the yeah, the battles were good, I guess. But I think with things like this, because the bits in between weren't grabbing me, I found the battles a bit like... Yeah. All right, it's a battle now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, throughout the film, we had a good laugh. We did. I laughed a lot, actually. Yeah. But we were just like... <laughs> there was the guy when they said, she is 15 years old. And <laughs> someone in the cinema went, ha, we ha! Yeah. Like, what the hell? What that? Awkward laugh. Um,
1: but that's something I didn't love about Vanessa Kirby as Josephine. Because as far as I'm aware, Josephine was... And Joaquin Phoenix should have been the same age. Napoleon and Josephine should be the same age. Yeah. Vanessa Kirby's like 10, 15 years younger than Joaquin Phoenix. And the way they played her was like, she was, a, uh, like she was young. and She was taking these Edgy. risks with yeah. these other men and having affairs. But I think it was more of a, like, oh, this, this lady has had, do you know what I mean? It was, mm. I, I think it was. It doesn't work her being as young as she is compared to Napoleon. Uh, I found that all a bit strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The dynamic meant that it wasn't a surprise, maybe.
1: Yeah. And also I didn't believe they loved each other.
0: Yeah. So. If they looked a similar age, because they were a similar age. Yeah. I think they were, weren't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. That it would be more shocking when she had the affair. Yeah. You'd be like, wait, what? She's had an effect, like more than like, oh, she's young and just doing this. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I um, didn't even think
0: of that at the time. But yeah. yeah, that was definitely a dynamic.
1: The two of them together just doesn't have, doesn't have the chemistry mm-hmm. at any point that you want it to. There doesn't seem to be an element of like they're in love or they want to be each other together. Yeah. You don't like think, oh yeah, you, the, you. You yeah. understand why they want to see each other same much. Cause I guess they-
0: some of that was because he was trying to have a wanted a kid. Yeah. But then when they broke up, he kept messaging her. But I don't know how, like, not messaging her. Yeah, yeah, messaging just, her, just dropping her a text, just dropping her a text, <laughs> you know, via letter. Um. But because it was pretty inaccurate historically, like blowing up a pyramid, which yeah. I've seen with my own eyes, is still there. Yeah. Um. Flex. You know, I kind of thought like the bits. I don't know what was real and what was not. So that dynamic between them, I don't know if that's yeah, a research what, thing. Like, yeah. But then but it makes me think, no. probably but when isn't.
1: they were together, it was boring. So it was like. Well, yeah. Something I can say that was fantastic was the cinematography, the yeah. way everything looked. Yeah. The costumes. I think I said in my review were embellished to the nth degree. And it's true. There was so much, so many layers to the costumes, which, you know, he's just come off the back of House of Gucci. It probably Mm. should be like that. The sets were amazing. The battles were amazing. It was just all amazingly shot. So amazing.
0: Do you think that maybe, well, I agree with you. Maybe if we saw less of Napoleon and we weren't as familiar with his creepy ways. Yeah. And we just saw him enter this cinematography and enter this and make decisions. Yeah. And then. He'd seem more intimidating. Yeah. We didn't see as much of him in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And relied more on the battles and more on the the look and feel of it all. And he became more of that figure. Or I know that's not obviously his intention, but it made a better film. Yeah.
1: Well, it's what I said to you after that I'd have put it in the perspective of the people on the other side of the battle. Because mm. then we see like all the preparation they put in doesn't matter because Napoleon's so smart, he's going to outthink them. Because that's yeah. what it was like. Yeah. He was like so forward thinking in his battle plans and so methodical that you just couldn't think about. You had no idea what he was going to do. And he'd always outsmart the opposition. But like the thing on the ice. Yeah. But you didn't get that feeling about him at mm. any point.
0: But they are coming out with a... F- four hour the proper version but kind of think with things like this i kind of feel like i probably should watch the four hour version to see if it's a lot different
1: but that was my so i don't like extended versions i want the version that was released to be given yeah that's what was released so put everything into it for god's sake um and two and a half hours is plenty of time to make a good film a good story true so what's your opinion on uh, extended cut because like Lord of the Rings I'd much rather watch the original cut than mm. the extended
0: you haven't seen the extended <laughs>
1: I think I've I've seen the fellowship extended but there's not no. much
0: no I think in all of them there's not much yeah only a few minutes but um, with this one I think from what I've read Ridley Scott was happy with the four hour version but they wouldn't let him release it in the cinema yeah no. he had to cut it down right two and a half hours so okay. that's what he did that's what I've read. I don't know if that's true. My,
1: my like, cause Zach's, with the Justice League, that was like a two hour film and Zack mm. Snyder's version was four hours. And that was four hours of drab. There was so much, it could have been a two hour film. It's like four hours for four hours sake. Yeah.
0: Well, I watched the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, was it Dominion, the last one? Yeah. Extended. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the bits they added in were be- made it better, but only marginally. If it's right. a crap film, it's a crap film. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Um, and then usually they take the, Worst bits out yeah They make it not work or make it drag I'm yeah. open to them but experience tells me they're never that much better that's my opinion
1: that's a good answer thanks mate so Ridley Scott's Ridley? Ridley 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 Scott's last three films have been The Last Duel House of Gucci and now Napoleon Cookie. a mixed bag of <laughs> a mixed bag of places of things of content and he's now working on a Gladiator sequel, hmm. which I've got the cast here. It's going to star Paul Mesco, Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, Joseph Quinn, Derek Jacobi, and The Return of Connie Nielsen. Does Ridley Scott's recent run, obviously we liked Last Jewel, and I think you liked House of Gucci more than I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But are you concerned at the idea of a sequel in general for Gladiator? Do you think they should leave it alone? And has the recent release of Napoleon altered your view at all
0: mm, I guess it has a bit I guess it makes me think maybe he hasn't it won't be that good mm. I don't think we need a gladiator too. no it's, it's a I know it's it does drag a bit or whatever it's not perfect but it's great it is a great film so I'll watch it but I have a feeling it won't be it won't move the needle
1: I just hope it's not called gladiator something I hope it's mm, something different something different but it's just in that world mm, what would you call it
0: I don't know what you called it. We're not Gladiator Two.
1: Rome wasn't built in
0: a day. Nice.
1: It'll probably be called something like Gladiator Legacy because it'll be his son or something. Mm. Oh no! Wasn't his son trampled?
0: Yeah. Well, One no, who's hung,
1: hung, hanged.
0: Well, I remember on the video, and you were chilling, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, laughing yeah. about yeah. something. I was like, he's, his son dead hanged. Yeah. Have a look on YouTube where we watch Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> and You just didn't realize his son was dead. <laughs> Awkward. That was Easter, wasn't it? We were, that's yeah. when you tried the Galaxy uh, the chocolate egg. the first oh. time. The you had an egg. orgasm. That salt one. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we need to do more of them. They were funny. Yeah. Time in it. Time, time, time. Do you want a fact from the past? I'd love a fact from the past. Let's pick things up. <laughs> so, um,. <laughs> I I found a website um, and it's 10 facts about Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay. So literally from the past. Right. Because both of these films are new and therefore I know they were made in the past. But this is about Napoleon, who was in the past. He was in the past. Napoleon does not walk the streets of Paris now. One of the facts is that he would disguise himself and walk the streets uh he was tone deaf he liked to sing but he couldn't uh sing he was afraid of cats uh he discovered rosetta stone not the language translation uh, software <laughs> um he wore poison around his neck just in case if he ever got captured he'd neck it and then when he got um sent over to the island he did take it but it was so old at that point it just made him really ill oh. uh, <laughs> and the most interesting one was that he wrote a um, romance novel when oh. he was 26. And they've just recently discovered it, but it wasn't very good. It was only 17 pages. Oh. Um, but it was trying to big his reputation up. But he's Two tra- years before he married Josephine. Two years before he married Josephine, yeah. So those are the, quite, I thought, quite interesting little yeah. facts. Ridley Scott covers none of them. None of that, no. None, none of them. I don't think he sang in it, did he? No. At what point do I. Bring the quiz in. Whenever you're ready. But do you want to round this up? Yeah. My, like, I think I said it in
1: the last podcast, but it feels like a pastiche of scenes pasted together instead of a film with a heart, with a through line about a character. It just feels like here's some stuff about Napoleon, but none of it's really that true. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. And there's some great battles and it all looks amazing. The costumes, everything it looks amazing. But, There's no real dynamic between any of the characters and it doesn't really sing, which is good because Napoleon couldn't, as we've just found out.
0: Nice. You could say it's tone deaf.
1: It's tone deaf, which is harsh because we gave it a three star.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'll watch. The best I can give it is that I'll, I'll give the four hour version a go. And if it's going the same way as the first one was, I'll just switch it off. Yeah. That's all I, can. I guess
1: it's 4 hour long episode. No, I shouldn't tell you that. You'll never watch
0: it. I'll never watch I don't watch the first hour. Um, do we put them on the wall first or we'll on the quiz first? Dealer's choice. Let's do the wall. Whoa. Whoa whoa. The whoa, wall, whoa. 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 We haven't got a thing for the wall, have we? No, it's true.
1: The wall. We just say yeah, the wall. Yeah, that's
0: true, yeah.
1: Um, so the focus film wall. So, let's start with Napoleon purely because Yeah. Gladiator is already on there.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So we obviously think Gladiator's better.
0: Perfect. We're getting there.
1: So we can go down from there. So uh, Avatar. Avatar's better.
0: Hang on. Let me catch up with you. Hang on. I've gone into the wrong list here. The focus film wall. Avatar, Avatar, Avatar. Yes. We
1: could drop down a bit further, I think, to the three. So Megan...
0: Megan I th- oh god this is difficult I think Megan's bet- better Yeah I think it's a better film
1: Host is better
0: Mhm Gentlemen's better
1: Sherard better Here's
0: a question Robin Hood I think
1: Robin Hood was better
0: Mario Brothers Hmm I think it sits between Mario Brothers and Haunting in Venice
1: Okay So we think Mario Brothers is better than Napoleon <laughs> <laughs> That was not my 2023 bingo card
0: I had it I had a better time Yeah did you? Yeah. No, that no. I wouldn't have predicted that. Twenty no. sixth, that would be.
1: So then, Killers of the That's Flower Moon. That's
0: a poor, Moon. poor form. Poor Killers of the Flower Moon. This is an interesting one.
1: So, do we think? Let me just pick some it out randomly. Do we think it's better or worse than the Banshees of Sharon?
0: I think it's better
1: than the Banshees of Inisherin. I
0: personally think. <laughs> although well, I I love that I and mean, I'm I want to watch it soon. Mm. If you want to watch it again? Yeah, I'd love to. What about Evil Dead Two? For me, it's better. I'm not as big a fan of it as you. No, I love it. For me, I'd put it. I'd put it below Puss in Boots. Above planes, trains, and automobiles. Hmm. Wow! But,
1: but I'm above happy Luffy's Luffy's to Christmas Carol. I'm happy to to talk about it. See, if it was up to me, I think it would be below Banshees. If it was just
0: me. Well, what do we do here then?
1: Maybe we compromise and find a middle ground somewhere. What's
0: the middle ground? So if it's between... In ninth place. Yeah,
1: after Muppets Christmas Carol. That puts Banshees, Banshees out of the top 10. It does. What do you think to that?
0: Um, that's a happy compromise because yeah. I'm not happy and you're not happy. So okay. neither is a happy. That means that's the right thing to do. <laughs> that's the That's the thing, right?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. So it's on the wall. So to clarify the top 10 currently... From 10th to 1st is Evil Dead 2, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Dune, Top Gun Maverick, The Dark Knight, and The Truman Show.
0: Great. What's going to top The Truman Show? Something out there, isn't there? There's got to be. Something out there. There's got to be.
1: Can I say something that I I mentioned to you? Go on. And we want to do? Yeah. I think it'll be New Year in the lull of January and February. The
0: lull of jan That's a good, that'd be a good song. Right, right. The lull of January and February. Or good book anyway. Yeah. Go on.
1: An Edgar Wright special. I said to Gareth, it would be great if we could watch them all back to back. How many are there? Six. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, well, I piss that. The Three Cornettos, Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver
0: and Last Night in Soho. Have you been watching the animation? Scott Pilgrim. No. Is it good? I'm on episode four, mate. What? <laughs>
1: that means something, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. No, it's not started it yet. Yeah.
0: It it's good fun. But yes, that sounds great.
1: Yeah. And then put them all on there. And then we'll do other specials and put them on there.
0: Lord of the Rings. Surely. surely. We'll Lord of the Rings.
1: I want this list to be a hundred by this time next year. We've That's only got good. thirty-five on there at the minute.
0: That means we're going to double our efforts next year. Yeah. I'm in I'm in for a penny. Okay. <laughs> Great. Right. Give me this quiz. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. So this is the first time me helming the quiz. Yeah. Very exciting. Quite nerve wracking because this could instantly go back to you. So I don't know. Obviously, your film knowledge is great. But you, the Your benefit over me is that you're very good at recall. You can recall information like that. Thank you. Whereas I stress about it, mm-hmm. panic, and then it so all goes you're happy out the to be hosting instead of answering the question. I'm well. I'm still panicking because I'm on the other side of this now, where I've written the enough. quiz. I'm thinking he's good at this stuff, and Shit. I also lay down the gauntlet, saying it's going to be really hard. So I don't know if this is going to be hard. Okay, but it's a pretty simple quiz. But
1: you host it until I get five out of five, and then it's back to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think, my prediction is, it's going to go straight back to you. Christ. But that's my imposter that's syndrome. That's pressure in itself. Imposter syndrome. The premise, is this is called True Story or False Story. Shit. So these films were both based on true stories that we've talked about today. Yep. And so I have a list of five films here, and you've got to <laughs> tell me whether they're a true story or not. I love true it. Story. Great idea. You ready? Yep. First one. There will be blood. Oh, <laughs> It's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's
1: good. It's good. I think... <laughs> oh, no. Stressful. So, a disclaimer that before we recorded, yeah. you gave me the quiz you were going to do. Yeah. And I got five out of five. Yeah, and now and you're now panicking. I'm sh- here shitting myself. This is not... Oh, there will be blood. I don't think that's a true story. I think it's, was it a true story or a false story?
0: Yeah, but do you think it's a true story or not, basically? No. Correct.
1: Oh, is it based on a book or something? It's based on a book. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. loosely
0: based on a book. Right. Next one um, Coda.
1: I'd imagine Coda's based on like real people but not necessarily a true story. So, no, I don't think it's a true story.
0: Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Notebook. That's got to be a true story. Correct. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm three for three. Oh, my God. Uh, The Exorcist. Surely not. No. Not a true story. It's a true story. Oh, no! <laughs> so it's based on a book which is based on a true story. Oh. The, um, and the story is The Exorcism of Roland Doe. In the 1940s, priests of the Roman Catholic Church performed a series of exorcisms on an anonymous boy documented under the pseudonym Roland Doe. Uh, the 14-year-old boy was alleged to be a victim of demonic possession, uh, but it later turned out Or everything they were saying is basically he was just um, troubled. Okay, well, so three out of four. I I thought that would get you. Yeah, you did get me, but to the point where I was thinking it's so off the wall, you might go the other way, like a double negative. Okay, so you're three out of four. Last one is Goodwill Hunting.
1: Well, Damon and Affleck wrote that, so I'm going to say that's not a true story.
0: That's true. I mean, you're correct. Oh. <laughs> Wait, sorry. You're correct. So you got four out of five. Well done. Nice. That's a good start. Yeah. Strong start. Well, so you're Do you know when... are the the quiz. Do you know I'm pointless when each question gets closer yeah. to zero? <laughs> so next <laughs> time you might get five out of five. Yeah. But I'm glad, really, that I get two rounds of it, if anything. Yeah. Because I honestly thought you'd get five. Even when I said The Exorcist, I was thinking fuck he's gonna get five out of five well I didn't anyway that was uh, good fun thanks Alice Um, I think we smashed the arse out of that yeah had good discussions rich content for all you all to enjoy over the festive period
1: who's rich content my cousin Focus Film blog on Instagram and TikTok. Roughly. And you can read our Substack at focusfilm.substack.com.
0: Fantastic.